<coughs> Hello and welcome everybody to the 15th episode of the Cash Making Cash podcast. I can't believe we're this far into it already. Um, so this week I'm pretty excited. I'm going to talk to you guys about just running the numbers. Just really easy running the numbers on real estate. Because uh, I, I think everybody, I'm not sure if you guys are at that point where you're wanting to get real estate or not. Uh, real estate's an amazing uh, way to invest your money. It's an amazing way to grow wealth. So I'm going to talk about it. And since I love it, just like I love dividends, uh, I I love compound interest too. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing thing. Um, I like to talk about those things a lot. Uh, I, I do like to teach you guys the basics of a lot of different things, but I figure stuff like real estate, I'm probably going to get into a little bit deeper, uh, more frequently just because I do enjoy it. And um, I, I think everybody should own at least a little bit of excess because uh, even later on in life, it could, it could just provide you with a free, you know, you could even sell the excess real estate and maybe it'll help provide you with a free, you know, um, vacation home or something, even if you don't really want to have real estate. So it, it's, it's cool for everybody, right? So running the basics of it, uh, actually, let me talk to you guys. Let me give you guys a quick update on a couple of things here. I'm sorry, I'm uh, rambling here. I was just uh, dancing with the kids. Um, so Acorn's account, it's up to just under $90. And I think this is officially my first month with it, which is not bad for excess um, that I don't even realize I'm putting money into. It'll be really cool, you know, in um, the end of the year when I have, you know, 1200 bucks roughly in there, um, if, if not more or less, whatever. Uh, it's pretty neat, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not messing with it, really. I'm putting five bucks in a month, I think, and uh, it's it's growing actually fairly well. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that because I don't really notice it. Um, the futures trading, this is uh, officially, like, I wouldn't say it's a full second week, but I'm into the second week, and I got... My butt kicked Monday. Uh, I learned a very valuable lesson in uh, volatility and having my stop losses on. So uh, I am definitely at a deficit of a couple hundred bucks right now. Um, I I am slowing down and I'm I'm, I'm going to work at it. Uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Um, uh, once again, it's definitely uh, it's definitely not advice to do this. I, I've I've almost turned away from it just because it's very stressful and it's very um um. It, it it's emotionally taxing on you. You know, I mean, you you really you really you really feel yourself wearing down every time you place a trade, and you're like, did I screw up this time or not? You know, so it, it's it's uh, it's not for everybody. Uh, I I definitely do your due diligence. I don't advise anybody do it really. Um. So yeah, I'll keep you guys posted on it. But right now, I'm I'm down substantially but that's all right uh i'm still having fun learning so that's cool i'm not i'm not super bummed about it. i was really mad at myself that monday when i i i just if it wasn't for monday i'd be doing really good still actually uh but that that one really kicked my butt um so those are my quick updates on those um i'm slowly still investing in my dividend stocks um i'm not investing much i'm investing i don't know probably 50 bucks a month into it and then the dividends that they have are getting re reinvested because I'm actually investing more in, or I'm not investing I'm saving more in my secondary savings account right now so um my investing got cut short for now it's still cut short it probably will be until the end of the year unless we get this stimulus check um maybe I'll talk to you guys about that next week I don't know 
Um, but uh, I, I got to work on my savings for now. Um, I had a couple furnaces uh, go down this winter. Um, didn't completely die, but just excess cost that made it harder to save. So my savings count's a little bit lower. Uh, by the way, crack a beer if you got one. So let's get back to this. So real estate. I feel like a lot of people get um, like uh, analysis paralysis or or um, everybody likes the idea of maybe owning it, but you know they they fear a bad tenant or they fear um, uh, maybe uh, you know a problem going wrong and you're not having the money to fix it and you're like, well, how can you actually make money? You know, doing this. Well, outside of making sure you manage buying a house that is got newer amenities such as um furnaces ac units um new roofs um uh, make sure it's been updated a little bit if you don't want to have those issues um that is not the most lucrative way of doing it to be completely honest but it's a safer way of doing it if you don't want to be a little bit let more hands off you know um but I think a lot of people get nervous because of those things. And then on top of that, I think a lot of people don't truly know how to run the numbers. Just quickly run the numbers even. You don't even have to do, you know, crazy, crazy math or anything. Like, I, I literally run the numbers. If I can't run the numbers on, you know, a, a, an envelope or, you know, a, a, a uh, um, like a, a, a bar napkin for your, for your beer or whatever beverage... If you can't run the numbers on something that small, then then you're doing it wrong. So, first off, let, let's think about this. Let, let's think uh, you're on Zillow or Trulia, you know, something like that. I like to get on those, just take a look around, uh, or maybe one of like the um, uh, real estate uh, uh, sales company sites, and they show you, you know, your your property mortgage, you know, breakdown or whatever your payment breakdown, and you're looking at it and they're telling you all these numbers and you're like, well, where in the hell are these numbers coming from? And, and you finally, and you can look into it and it'll tell you, it usually has like a circle diagram, you know, with, with, you know, this slice of the pie goes to this and this slice of the pie goes to that. And at, honestly, it's really not a bad reference, you know, like to go off of that, at least for the basic, um, property payment, like in itself, now for taxes and insurance, I don't go off of that ever. Right? So my my standard rule of thumb is if I can make roughly one percent of the mortgage each month, then I should be able to afford that place, right? So and and honestly, I go a little bit higher than that normally. So if I have a, if I, you know, I'm not sure where you guys are from, but where I'm from in central Illinois down here, uh, you can buy a house for, you know, $50,000. They're cheaper, usually two bedrooms, um, nothing fancy normally. If they are a little bit fancier, they're a little more expensive. Um, but they're not, they're nothing crazy. So a $50,000 house, if it's a two bedroom, one bath and has a garage, has washer and dryer hookups, it should. Um, it's a house, uh, then that should be going for around 800 bucks, maybe 750, right? And if it's not the nicest, you know, I mean, you kind of, you kind of base it off that, you know, how nice is it? How updated is it? Um, but around 750 or so. So 750 on a $50,000 place is like what? 1. 
which is actually pretty good. Uh, a lot of people back in the day used to say like 2% rule. Um, I, I don't, it, it's kind of hard to get that where I'm from, but, but the numbers still work out. So if I'm getting $750,000 or, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. If I'm getting $750 a month on a place that's $50,000, there should be around $200 left over that I get to bring home in cash. Right now, the reason I say that is because just from my basic understanding of it, you're, you should be paying around $500 a month on everything if you put 20% down. Uh, if you don't put 20% down, you're going to be cutting into that a little bit more, right? So if you're finding ways to not have to put 20% down, that's fine. Just know you're cutting into your margin more, which is fine, especially if it's extra and all you're making is, let's say all you're making is $150 a month, right? You're paying $600 to the mortgage and everything because you only put you know 5% down or something. Um, that's not bad, right? So 5% down easy to get in with that you have a property that's making you 150 dollars a month you're saving that every every month right you do your due diligence and you come out on top and guess what that year you didn't pay that more than somebody else did that that money is all money that's into the house now that is yours essentially and eventually the house will get paid off this way for you so now you're gonna have a house that hopefully appreciated in value um <clears throat> make sure you always do work on your house every year do just something a little bit to update it a tad bit that's what i always like to do if i can uh i put a shower in one last year this year and eh, yeah maybe this year i don't know if she'll be moving out then but on in one of the house or in the apartment she's gonna be whenever she moves out i'm gonna put a, a new hardwood flooring uh, or uh, fake flooring that laminate or whatever um, in and uh, uh, repaint it and probably maybe put a new counter in uh, washer and dryer in the in the garage part of it and uh, it should bump up the value and the um, the uh, monthly rent so it'll it'll be worth it in the long run um, so make sure you're doing stuff like that if you are gonna get into this but let's let's think of the Let's just think of basic numbers here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the actual property uh, numbers for you. Um, but taxes. Whenever you're looking on, let's say, let's say you get on Truly or Zillow, and you're looking at that that circle with the pie, you know, charts of what's coming out. Never trust that property tax. Go look at how much they paid last year in their property taxes. And then take that number and divide it by 12. That's your actual number. Always do that. That is the worst part about that. Um, those sites is they get that number off for some reason a lot. And I don't know why, um, but it'll screw with you and it can skew your numbers and it can mess you up. So check that. Next thing you want to do whenever you check that is make sure you check if the place has been updated since they bought it and how much has it been updating, updated. Um, usually they'll tell you, you know, what new amenities they have because if there's a lot of exterior new update updates to the place, there's a good chance whenever you get the property shortly after your taxes will go up some. Uh, so you just kind of want to be aware of that, you know, especially if you're running like a tight margin. I don't suggest you run a tight margin. Find something you can afford that will pay you a couple hundred bucks a month. Some people are like, if it'll make me a hundred bucks, I'll do it. Um, when you're first starting off at least, but that's kind of nerve wracking numbers, especially if you already, uh, you already have a little bit of trouble saving once in a while. 
because you, you might your lifestyle might go up because of it. Um, one sec. Sorry, I need that beer. Okay, so simple stuff. Make sure you double check that. Next thing, I always I always put roughly fifty dollars a month as my property tax or property insurance. So I I used to do a hundred dollars. Um, and I still do sometimes depending on what the property is, right? If the property is nicer or is, um, multi-unit or something, I, I'll bump the insurance up to like a hundred dollars a month, but $50 a month is already usually a little bit high on a, like a $50,000 house. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like to go high on that. I like to calculate my property tax based off what their last year's was. And if I know it's going to go up, I'll, I'll just kind of keep that in the back of my mind. So two basic numbers. And then they give you that last number. They give you the number based off the interest rate. And you can put the interest rate in based off what you think you will get or what your bank will, or has already told you you will get. So if you're getting, let's say, 3%, you know, you can put that into there, put down your down payment. And they'll actually give you a very close, accurate number, and you can actually use that one. So, and and if you want to just, you can you can rift it a little bit and be like, well, it's you know thirty year loan, and divide that by twelve, and then add you know whatever you know if you want to do that, you can. But I I like to base off what they say on there because it's really easy. It's right there for you, and you're already looking at that house from that site. You might as well use that info. But um, those are the three big numbers, right? After that, just think about how much you want to save a month for fixing the place if any issues arise, fixing the place when tenants move out because there's there's a chance you're going to have to paint something. There's a chance you're going to have to uh, hire somebody to clean or clean yourself. And if either way, you're going to have to probably buy supplies. Um, <clears throat> all, all these things, you know, fix a toilet, change out a toilet, whatever that is. You know, I've had, I've had, uh, fixed toilets. I've had to fix tubs. I've had to fix some of the plumbing that has messed up. Nothing super crazy, but there's all these things. Um, and, and, and yeah, you can get a bad tenant like I have before and had to install a shower cause they did it themselves and they didn't do a good job. Um, so those are those are the the three most basic things. After that, always remember maintenance. Maintenance is that that last one that I was telling you to save for, and you want to always save something of it. So I usually do ten percent of whatever the mortgage is. Is what I like to try to save, um, or the payment is. You know, so if they're paying you nine hundred dollars, you save ninety dollars of it, and you do that for each one, and you save it each month four issues until you have an account big enough to where you're like, all right, I don't need a savings for this anymore. My final goal, which I'm not there yet is $5,000 a property. Obviously I'm not there. I have five houses. Um, and then my own savings account, you know, which I prefer to have around $10,000. Um, and you know, so th those are kind of like w what I want to have for my own security. Cause $5,000 will fix almost anything on a house, you know, um, especially if you have it in short term. But once you get to a certain point, and this is long-term talk, but once you get to a certain point, you won't, you won't want to have that much money wrapped up in cash or, or in a bank account because it's sitting there doing nothing. And it's a lot of, a lot of your capital, you know? 
So that, that's long-term talk, though. I just wanted to explain to you how to run the numbers basic, whatever, you, and, and kind of just like help with some of that fear of analysis paralysis and uh, the fear of getting into it because I think everybody should get into it. Um, one last thing I'm going to say about it is I do suggest if you're ever interested in this to make sure you get a good lease. Talk to some, you can literally talk to your own landlord that you live with, you know, that you live under now, or, um, uh, maybe have a family member or even call a property management company and ask them, Hey, do you guys have a good lease template that I can get? Cause uh, I'm buying a house and, uh, as a rental property or I got, I'm, I have this triplex I'm about to get. And I just, I want to make sure I get good tenants and do your screening, do your background checks and all that stuff and, and really do your screening. Because that, that's your next best thing. And trust your gut. Always trust your gut. Alright? So, um, I appreciate you guys chatting with me. Um, I Like I said, I got that email address. If anybody wants to uh, hit me up on there. If you have any questions. Um, hell, if you want to send me a property and want to... And, uh, uh, you know, because you're interested in this stuff and, and want to... See if it's a good buy. I don't necessarily know all your markets, but uh, you know, we I can I can try to help best I can. Whatever it is, uh, I, I just like I enjoy talking about this stuff, rental properties, investing, all that stuff. Um, I'm just doing this because I I just enjoy talking about it. So um, yeah, I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for chatting. Um, I'll put the email in the description. Thanks guys. Later.